1: today on ring of truth with pastor dan sexton
2: we've seen several times in chapter 16 over and over we even see it here in verse 21 men blasphemed god over and over we see that man is blasphemes god throughout the tribulation period and so now god is judging the earth for its blasphemy and he judges the earth by stoning the earth now god's desire is that the world would repent. He's not willing that any would perish, but that all would come to repentance.
1: Have you surrendered your life to Jesus? Today, you learn from Pastor Dan's message that the end is near. Jesus' return will come soon. Examine your heart with God today. Ask Him to help you see His face. Pastor Dan explains that hell is a real place. It's not a made-up fable. God's Word is true. Anyone that doesn't confess Him as Lord and Savior will be cast to hell. God desires for no one to perish, but for all to come to the saving knowledge of Him. Receive Him and His loving grace, kindness, and forgiveness today. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Revelation chapter 15 for today's edition of Ring of Truth.
2: when he sent his son, Jesus Christ, into this world to die on the cross for us. That was God's love. But the world has rejected God's love. And so now God pours out his wrath upon man for rejecting his love. Now now God pours out his anger. And chapter 16 details the seven bold judgments for us. And these judgments, they aren't uh, random judgments or arbitrary judgments. It's not like God is, is in heaven uh, in a rage like we might get and just you know picking up whatever he has nearby him and chucking it down on the earth to judge the earth and you know take cover kind of thing because he's, he's out of control. No, all of these judgments that he gives here are very specific and very purposeful and very uh, deliberate. Uh, We saw in the Old Testament, in Exodus, when God uh, sent the ten plagues upon the Egyptian people, those weren't random. Those ten plagues were judging the gods of Egypt. The Egyptians worshipped the Nile River. They worshipped frogs and, and those kinds of things. Those were specific to gods that were worshipped in Egypt. And what God was showing the Egyptians was that their gods are not gods, that Yahweh is God. Uh, In 1 Kings, uh, the children of Israel began to worship the, the god Baal because they believed that Baal caused the rain to fall upon their crops, to water their crops, to cause a fruitful harvest for them. It was an agrarian society. And so they saw an economic benefit to worshiping Baal. So they began to worship Baal. So what did Yahweh do? He sent a drought upon the land for three years. And he was showing them through that judgment, that their God, Baal, is not the God of rain, that Yahweh is the God of rain, that Baal is not a God at all. And here, the purpose of these seven bold judgments is to show the world that the Antichrist is not God. The world is worshiping the Antichrist as God, and and God shows them the Antichrist is not God. They should not trust in the Antichrist to save them because he's powerless And so he sends these judgments, these bold judgments. And we have the first bold judgment in verse 2. So the first went and poured out his bowl upon the earth, and a foul and loathsome sore came upon the men who had the mark of the beast and those who worshipped the image. So notice, first of all, that this judgment will be against those who have the mark of the beast and worship the image of the Antichrist specifically. Remember, taking, taking the mark of the beast, it was, uh, it was a pledge of allegiance. It was an, it was an oath of loyalty to the Antichrist. And, and now, because they have pledged their allegiance to the Antichrist, they're worshiping his image, they've taken the mark, uh, now uh, foul, loathsome sores break out all over their bodies. Now the NIV version says, ugly. Festering sores. Isn't that nice? Think about that when you're eating lunch today. Just ugly, festering sores. L- last week we had blood up to the horse's bridle. This week we've got ugly, festering uh, sores. The point here is they're diseased, and this this speaks um, of their condition symbolically. They're spiritually diseased. They're spiritually. Sick, those who worship the antichrist and take his mark. Uh, If you're a note taker, back in Isaiah uh, chapter one, verse six, you can jot that verse down. Uh, When God describes the people of Israel who have gone after idols, He says, "From the sole of their foot to the top of their head, they're covered in sores." And what He's saying is, they're completely diseased from head to toe. They're full of sickness and disease spiritually. So what has happened to them spiritually, what has happened to them, you know, their heart and going after the Antichrist now is manifested physically on their bodies with these ugly, festering sores. Verse 3, we have the second bowl judgment. Then the second angel poured out his bowl on the sea and it became blood as of a dead man and every living creature in the sea died. Now back in chapter 8, verse 8. A third of the sea became blood, and a third of the living creatures in the sea died. Here, the contamination of the sea is total, and every living creature in the sea died. The sea becomes blood, not like blood, doesn't turn red, it becomes blood. And everything in the sea dies. I mean, you know, we can't even begin to imagine the smell of the blood, and the smell of all of these dead Sea creatures there uh, that are in the sea that die in this judgment. Verse 4: Then the third angel poured out his bowl on the rivers and springs of water, and they became blood. Again, back in chapter 8, we saw a third of the water on the earth contaminated uh, with the second trumpet judgment, or the third trumpet judgment, excuse me. But at this point now, all of the drinkable water on the earth is contaminated. So there's no more water to drink on the earth at this point in the tribulation. Now, there's something called common grace. Uh, Common grace is a theological term. And common grace uh, refers to the grace that God gives to all of humankind. Remember, Jesus said, God causes the rain to fall on the just and the unjust. That's common grace. God shows grace to everyone. You know, he provides food, he provides water, he provides rain, he provides sunshine to everyone, whether you're a believer or a non-believer, whether you're a lover of God or an atheist or a hater of God, God still shows grace to everyone in the world. But what we see happening now in the second half of the tribulation period, as part of God's judgment, God takes away his common grace from the earth. The world has completely rejected him at this point. And at this point now, God no longer provides things like water for mankind. And I heard the angel of the water saying, verse 5, You are righteous, O Lord, the one who is and who was and who is to be, because you have judged these things. For they have shed the blood of saints and prophets, and you have given them blood to drink. For it is their just due. And I heard another from the altar saying, even so, Lord God Almighty, true and righteous are your judgments. God's judgments are right. They're true. They're fair. What God gives the earth at this point, it's just. Verse 6 says, turning water to blood is a fitting punishment for the world because the world has shed the blood of saints and prophets. And so you give them blood to drink. It's their just due. You know, during the tribulation period, mankind will finally reap what they've sown. You know, the music's finally going to stop. And it's going to be payday. And they're going to reap what they sow here. And it's going to be right. It's going to be fitting. Everything that God does, his judgments are true and righteous altogether. And then the fourth angel, verse 8, poured out his bowl on the sun. And power was given to him to scorch men with Fire. And it's interesting to me that, you know, today uh, there are some that debate uh, global warming, whether it's a fact or a fiction. Uh, during the tribulation period, it's going to be a fact, no doubt about it. There will be global warming then. The sun, it says, will scorch men with fire. Now, how many of you here, by show of hands, have ever had a really bad sunburn? A lot of you have, right? Right. Uh, This may come as a surprise to you, but I burn very easily. Uh, I know looking at me, you would think that guy probably gets tan, as can be. Uh, But uh, no, actually, I I burn pretty severely. When I was a kid, uh, man, in the summers, I was sunburned all the time. And I would get just these severe sunburns. I liked to go to the beach. Uh, I liked to go deep sea fishing when I was a kid. And I would get so severely burned that I would get water blisters uh, on my skin. Uh, and, I, and I remember one year as a kid, uh, I got this really bad sunburn, and I had water blisters all over my face and all across my chin. And then I had, I had picture day at school. <laughs> and so I have this one picture somewhere of me in like the third grade, and I just have all of these water blisters all over my face uh, from the sunburn. And, you know, if you've been sunburned before, you know, too, that, um, you know, it, just how painful it is, right? It hurts to wear your clothes. You hate it when somebody just gets close to you and you're afraid they might touch you. Oh, don't touch me. I've got a sunburn kind of thing, right? Well, here we're told with this fourth bold judgment, people will be scorched by the sun. Far worse than a sunburn. It's gonna, they're going to be scorched as with fire, it says. This word means to torture With intense heat, to torture with intense heat. Now, what is God doing with this judgment? He's giving the world a taste of hell. He's giving the world a taste of hell.
1: Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs.
2: Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer requests with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it.
1: Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message.
2: Hell is described in the Bible as a real place. It's described as a place of torment. It's described as a place of fire and burning. And so God will give the world a taste of hell on earth. And the reason for it is to try to cause people to repent of their sins and to turn to Jesus Christ for salvation. And so he gives them a, a little taste of the punishment that they will receive if they refuse to repent in the hopes that just getting that taste will be enough for them to repent. Repent. But look what it says in verse 9. And men were scorched with great heat, and instead of repenting, they blasphemed the name of God, who has power over these plagues. And they did not repent and give him glory. They just refused to repent of their sins and turn to Jesus Christ for salvation. And you would think that someone who goes through what these people have gone through on the earth and all of the devastation, all of the pain, you would think they would be begging for mercy, crying out for mercy. People would just be saying, Uncle, I give up. You know, please, Lord, save me. Give me relief from all of this. But they won't. They won't do it. And it just shows the hardness of man's heart here. The hardness of man's heart toward God. They refuse to repent and give God the glory despite all that they're suffering because of their sin. There are people like that today. There are people like that today who their sin has brought tremendous pain into their life, tremendous suffering, maybe even physical suffering because of their choices. And yet they harden their heart toward God. And they just refused to call upon his name and be saved. They refused to humble themselves. And just in their, in their, their pride, they just refused to repent. Verse 10 says, Then the fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast, that's the Antichrist, and his kingdom became full of darkness. And they gnawed their tongues because of their pain. You know, the Bible tells us that God is light, Jesus said he is the light of the world. Uh, the Bible tells us that the word is light. Thy word is a light, a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And, and at this point, the world will just completely reject God, Jesus, reject his word. And so what does God do? God removes the light. The world wants darkness, spiritual darkness. So he just puts them into physical Darkness, and he sends darkness to the world. Now the world is full of darkness, and people, uh, you know, are gnawing their tongues because they're in so much pain and agony. And you would think, again, maybe okay now, now that they're in total darkness and they're in so much pain from the scorching of the sun, now they'll repent. But verse eleven, they blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores, and they did not repent of their deeds and what what God is doing is he's giving them every opportunity here to repent to call upon him for salvation but they're so stubborn and they're so prideful they refuse to repent then the sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river euphrates and its waters were dried up so that the way of the kings from the east might be prepared we'll talk about that in a few moments and i saw Three unclean spirits, like frogs, coming out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are spirits of demons, performing signs which go out to the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of the great day of God Almighty. So we see here these demons go out from the dragon. Who's the dragon? Satan. Satan, that's right and the beast, that's the Antichrist, and the false prophet. And these demons are described as like frogs. Now, how many of you are kind of wigged out by frogs? Raise your hand. Few of you. You should be because they're demons. You didn't know that, but they're just... No, they're not really demons. But they're like demons, it says in this description. (laughs) And these demons, these frog-like demons... Uh, They go out to gather all of the nations of the earth for the battle of the great day of God Almighty. That's the battle of Armageddon. That's why the river Euphrates was dried up in verse 12. So the armies from the east will be able to travel to Israel. For the battle of Armageddon, that's where the battle of Armageddon will take place. Now look at verse 15. We're almost finished here, I promise. Verse 15 is kind of this parenthetical, you know, it's, it's like Jesus just pops this little reminder in here as he's talking about all this judgment that will come upon the earth, and then Jesus just throws this in there for us. Behold, I'm coming as a thief. Blessed is he who watches and keeps his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. Here, just in the middle of this, Jesus says, don't forget, I'm coming back. And you make sure you're ready when I come. You make sure you're watching for me. You make sure you're not doing anything that you would be ashamed of. If Jesus Christ were to come today for his church, you don't want to be doing anything that you would be ashamed of at his coming. You make sure you're ready for him to come, because he could come at any moment. And they gathered them together to the place called in Hebrew, Armageddon. And we're going to look at the Battle of Armageddon next week, so you're going to have to come back for that next week. We'll look at it in detail uh, in our next Bible study, uh, Lord willing. I will say just this, Armageddon means the hill of Megiddo. When we go to Israel, we visit Megiddo. We go to the hill of Megiddo. It sits on the edge of the Jezreel Valley where this battle, part of this battle will take place. In the ancient world, Megiddo um, was right along the main trade routes and travel routes that traveled through that region of the Middle East. And so, Whoever controlled Megiddo controlled the world. Because you, you controlled travel, commerce, everything. So whoever controlled Megiddo controlled the world and the ancient world. And so it's fitting that the last battle is going to be at Megiddo. Because the last battle is going to be over who controls the world. Satan or Jesus Christ. And all of that's going to play out in the battle of Armageddon. We'll talk about that another time. Verse 17. Then the seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air and a loud voice came out of the temple of heaven from the throne saying, It is done. The, the judgment is done. And there was noise and thunderings and lightnings and there was a great earthquake such, as mighty and great, such a mighty and great earthquake as had not occurred since men were on the earth. And of course the world has seen some Some mighty earthquakes, even in recent history. We've seen some mighty earthquakes where hundreds of thousands of people died. Millions were left homeless because of the earthquake. But this will be the greatest earthquake in all of human history. And this earthquake is going to affect the whole entire world. Now the great city was divided in three parts. And the cities of the nations fell. And great Babylon was remembered before God to give her the cup of the wine of the fierceness. Of his wrath, verse 20, then every island, as a result of this earthquake, every island fled away, disappeared, and the mountains were not found. So all the islands on the earth will disappear as a result of this earthquake. The mountains will be flattened as a result of this earthquake. Uh, so if you want to visit Hawaii, do it now. Don't wait till the millennial because uh, it's not going to be there, it's going to be gone. If you want to hike the Appalachian Trail, do that now too, because they're not going to be there. Verse 21, And great hail fell from heaven upon men, each hailstone about the weight of a talent. And men blasphemed God because of the plague of the hail, since that plague was exceedingly great. Now, it says that this hail, this hailstorm, the hail weighs about a talent. Now, a talent is about 100 pounds. So you're going to have 100-pound hailstones falling all over the earth. Now, where do you you take cover from that kind of hailstorm? Nowhere. there's, There's no structure that will be standing by the end of the tribulation period. I mean, everything will be destroyed. Now, why does God send Hailstones upon the earth at the end of this tribulation period, and this seems to be, you know, kind of the final judgment upon the earth. He sends stones, hailstones to the earth that will destroy the earth. Well, in the Old Testament, the punishment for blasphemy was stoning. And we've seen several times in chapter 16, over and over, we even see it here in verse 21 men blasphemed God. Over and over, we see that man is, blasphemes God throughout the tribulation period. And so now God is judging the earth for its blasphemy. And He judges the earth by stoning the earth. Now, God's desire is that the world would repent. He's not willing that any would perish, but that all would come to repentance.
3: He asked me how I know, and I say, Truer than the
1: finest crystal. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Revelation, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. As you listen through this series, we encourage you to read on your own as well. There's so much to gain from spending time with God in His Word. You'd be amazed at what can be revealed to you in a personal way. Did you hear something today and wish you could hear it again for it to fully sink in? Well, we have just the thing. All of our messages you hear on Ring of Truth can be found on our website. Go to CalvaryEC.com and search for These Teachings under the Media tab. While you're there, you'll likely find and explore other series or teachings that you'll find interesting. Are you growing through this study and Revelation? We sure hope so. Another resource you might find useful is our podcast. You can subscribe to the Ring of Truth podcast as another way to stay connected to the teaching of Scripture. We'll notify you each time we upload a new episode. You'll find the link to subscribe to our podcast on our website, CalvaryEC.com. You can also search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. If you're interested in learning more about the church that supports this radio ministry, our website has all the information you need about Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Come join us this weekend for worship and Bible study. Once again, that's calvaryec.com. Thanks for listening to Ring of Truth. I see the
3: signs and I recognize the hands that craft them. I know because I know His voice and it only takes